0: topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Five O Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show. We have repeat guests today. We're calling it part two. But before we jump into that, I want to thank Bonneville for this time each and every week to come to you to talk about Silent Witness. If you want to learn more about the Silent Witness program, please check out silentwitness.org or you can check out 480-WITNESS and ask the questions by phone. Silent Witness is dependent upon the community support. So whether you're giving tips to make your community safer or want to participate in one of their fundraisers, please check out their Website or social media, and again, we really want to thank uh, Ed. He's our silent partner in this show. Every week, he comes and sits behind the mic and shakes his head at us, and then helps us do all the edits to to do this better. So, thank you to Ed. the The three repeat guests we have from the previous week are Sergeant Ernesto Rocha from the Phoenix Police Department crisis intervention team. Did I say that, sir? Yes. (laughs) I'm always afraid I'm going to say it wrong. Detective Lorenzo Ortiz and Detective Erica Johnson. So if you heard the previous uh, interview, we had talked to Ernesto and Lorenzo about what we want their legacy to be. Uh, Erica, I joked on the last segment that uh, I'm going to just start calling you Detective Erica Johnson at this point. Uh, or I'm sorry, Dr. Erica Johnson, because you're working so aggressively towards getting that degree. But I didn't ask you what your legacy in law enforcement. What What is it that when you leave here and you go on to private practice and we're all working for you, what is it you want to be best remembered for?
1: Oh, um, I think I want to be best remembered for. Being part of a solution, you know, in the community and in our organization, simply because a lot of us, um, the department is full of very caring, well-educated, um, really noble, good officers that go through a lot. And we try our best to actually do positive things in the community that we serve Um So, to to leave a legacy that helps promote that to continue, um, that would be my hope.
0: Ernesto, uh, off air, you and I were, well, we were all talking, and you had mentioned, and I neglected to bring it up the first time, uh, your folks go citywide to help in very tough situations, but there's also I think hundreds of Phoenix police officers who've gone through a slightly modified form of the training. Can you talk about who those men and women are, what they do, and, and to Erica's point, uh, what drives them, their uh, their character, their desire to help? Can you talk a little bit about that program? Sure.
2: Um, all officers, uh, new recruits that go through the academy, um, get a uh, through AC Post, the training of mental health. And then essentially, once they hit the patrol function, they have the options of um, getting additional training, which will be the 40-hour class of mental health. Uh, there is a process of those candidates that do go through the process to be selected, and those typically are officers that have a passion, that are engaged with the community and have a drive for helping others. Uh aside from what the regular functional of patrol is um, these officers go out and assist in same type of function of like what we do but more of the patrol level where they're able to respond a lot faster um, but are also very well uh, educated in the petition process and taking someone to get the resources that they need um, and getting those connections to get them to the next level of care. And I do believe that we do have quite a few of them in our departments. Obviously, these are the best of the best because we are often dealing with it and we are more around uh, the mental health community.
0: And I did not, selfishly, I did not know how many uh, desired to join your squad. There was one of the folks on break we were talking. He said, yeah, this this is what I want to do. So to Erica's point, I think a lot of folks are driven by the ability to offer long-term solutions and help and not just respond to a call and do a temporary uh, Band-Aid fix. Um, so I, 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 I appreciate you saying that. Uh, Lorenzo, in the previous episode, we talked about your desire to learn more uh, about this field. How do you see everything you've learned? How do you apply that to to police work? Because I recognize you might go on and do other things in the police department, but the skill set that you're gaining, it it can go anywhere with you. How do you see that benefiting you through your career?
3: Well, a a big part of what I do is taking a lot of the, the social influence skills in addition to the emotional intelligence side of it, and I try and apply that, and I do trainings for Departments for youth groups for different agencies on emotional intelligence. Uh, I just finished one with a a state uh, organization a couple weeks ago trying to help firefighters to tap into those skills. So I think I can take that anywhere and help if people are willing to to learn about the changing of a culture when you add emotional intelligence, empathy and social influence to an administration.
0: So those in public safety, we're always uh, led to believe we're supposed to have the answer. Oftentimes we don't. When you stand before a group of public safety folks and you're able to offer this side of the training or this particular skill set, what's the reaction you get?
3: Usually it's a positive one because the majority of the people that are attending my trainings tend to be people who want to be there, who are excited about that change and shift. And so I usually get very, very positive reactions and people... That want to know more, they'll reach out to me uh, through social media or through email and phone, and they just want to learn more about where I'm getting my information, how I'm I'm applying that, and some better examples of how that's happening.
0: When you got up in front of the class, you had your glasses on, I thought, man, this, he looks like the Clark Kent of police work. <laughs> but what I what I started to see is, I wish I could post your photo so people could see that. But what I started to see is you seemed incredibly comfortable talking about the material. And I know you and Erica have gotten tons of education in this field. Uh, have you ever thought about, and I'm asking both of you, actually, have you ever thought about, after you do this, becoming professional instructors, leaders, mentors?
3: Good. that that's a passion of mine that i that i'm looking to uh, I've, I've started to reach out and do groups uh i'm lucky enough that i was invited to speak at the youth rotary uh, leadership conference in october uh, up in uh, up on the mogollon rim and uh, try and share these ideas for leaders that are high school age that are trying to grow and share these ideas. So that's definitely something that I'd like to do and continue to share these ideas with folks so that they can change their organizations and and where they're going with their lives.
0: Yeah, I think when you talk about emotional intelligence, it seems to be incredibly well received by probably almost every audience that you've spoken to. Absolutely. Uh, Erica, we've talked previously about how much education you're getting, but we didn't begin to talk about how much education you are giving. You lead and teach officers just by the nature of what you do, but you also have a very, I don't want to say a giving spirit, but in terms of your knowledge, you never come off like I've got initials, you never come off cocky, you're always there to help others. Is that is that something you have to intentionally do? Because a lot of times we we want to push people out of the way and say, Hey, I got this. Uh, <laughs> but you don't seem to do that. You seem to lead and develop and pull people. Is that mm-hmm. something you have to intentionally work on? Um
1: I don't. I just am naturally that way. Um I always have been. Um even patrol officers are starting to make small comments like does your blood pressure ever get you know above 60 you know like um so i just that's just what i do like i don't i don't want people to feel like i'm unapproachable or they have to come to me in a certain way and then ask a question or ask for help or whatever i just want them to come as they are and say hey I, i need help with this or they're wild and crazy and yelling and crying. And I don't want them to feel like they can't do that because I'm coming with all of whatever knowledge I have.
0: Your passion seems to be both police work and psychology. Did mm-hmm. you ever feel like you had to choose or what drove you to police work and then later to start walking down the psychology educational road?
1: Um. So my my dad was a police officer Um and he the way he just did his job and helped the community help kids and this I wanted to do that um so I never felt like I had to choose but I felt like I had to wait for his approval to be a police officer because I was his um only child left in the house um so You know, being a girl as well, like you kind of don't really know if that's an okay thing that your dad's okay with you doing. Um, So yeah, I never felt like I had to choose, especially with tuition reimbursement and all that. It's like, hey, I can go to school and work it. Why not?
0: There's a lot of talk about student debt. I'm not going to get political. I'm just going to say <laughs> that if you are interested in getting your education and having somebody else pay for it, the city of Phoenix offers a great tuition uh, reimbursement program that Erica was talking about. So essentially, you sign up for your classes. As long as you get a uh, an average grade or better, they will reimburse. And, and I think for a lot of folks, that has opened doors that uh, those who either couldn't or didn't want to take on the student debt We're willing to to enjoy. How has uh, I don't have the education that you have not even close. How has having those letters behind your name changed how you approach these calls or has it not changed anything other than you just have more tools in the tool belt?
1: And more tools in the tool belt, one hundred percent. Being able to recognize what symptoms someone is presenting is a lot more important these days than to simply respond and talk to someone because uh, they're probably on drugs. And and it's it's not ever safe to make an assumption when you're dealing with someone that's in crisis because we don't know we don't know what they're dealing with and what they've been through. But stepping up and seeing, oh, like that looks like schizophrenia or that looks like bipolar or that looks like, you know, like being able to recognize certain things or that looks like autism, which is huge um, in Arizona right now. Like, so knowing that and having that understanding helps greatly. And then I can provide the same information to other people on scene.
0: I know that your squad, Ernesto and uh, Lorenzo and Erica, I know that you guys uh, work with and develop other other individuals. It's got to be trending that law enforcement will more uh, warmly embrace this arena that you are living in day to day. Are you finding that overwhelmingly as knowledge grows, that the support is growing for what you guys do?
3: Absolutely. I think when we show up on calls, people are are very welcoming. Uh, They're happy to let us play a part in what they're doing so that they can get to doing other important things on the call. And uh, we're finding that People are calling out to us more on the radio, requesting us more regularly.
0: Uh, When I was leading a community action squad years ago, we were able to uh, put some of my community action officers. I get them to go through the state mediation training because that skill of active listening and you're not necessarily solving people's problems, but you're working with them on solutions. It seems like what you do a lot, although you both your whole team has the benefit of, of resources. Uh, one of the cool side gigs that sounds like you guys are able to do is you're also able to do hostage ne- or crisis negotiation with our, our SWAT team, our special assignment soon. Is that a, a fair statement? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we we're we're very involved in that. Uh we're on standby uh 10 days to half the month depending on the month and we're always ready to go out on those calls. Those are those are the bread and butter of what we do so that we can get out there and really showcase what we're able to do in a team environment.
0: So this this really is a passion. This is not Ernesto, I'm asking you. This job if you weren't passionate about it would probably be hard to do because the emotional investment that you're pouring into folks who are truly in need. Do you find that that's true with all the officers you get to work with?
2: It, it it definitely is. Um, you know, there's a difference sometimes with identifying whether you have a criminal element or someone really in crisis and understanding how to divert that and mentality from an officer's standpoint. To really go long term stability for some of these folks, because unfortunately, these are the often calls that we receive for service and being able to navigate the system to get them the help that they need. I think it's a win for us when we're able to engage and and, and be part of it.
0: Absolutely agree. Uh, Ernesto, Lorenzo, Erica, thank you so much for being here. I know this is the second segment. Thank you for, for giving your time. Thank you for what you do. Uh, I've watched you in action. You give uh, dignity and come and you offer compassion to folks when they need it most. So uh, I recognize that probably takes a toll. Uh, from you. So thank you for telling your story because somebody out there might be considering a career in police work. They want to help people. This is such a cool avenue of police work. Thank you to Bonneville for this time each and every week. As always, to add our very patient producer. And if you want to learn more about Silent Witness, please check out silentwitness.org. But until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to Five O Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92 3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, Go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.